Hi, my name is Joe Geerling and I'm from IC Church and I want to welcome you today to Favourite Friends. We're so excited that you'll be a part of this podcast that's linking women and building community through real life stories. Stay tuned, it's going to be amazing. Hello, my name is Marion Wright and I'm excited to welcome you to episode two of the Favourite Friends podcast. Hey, if you missed out on part one of my conversation with Pastor Joe Geeling, please make sure you go back and listen to that one first, because in this episode, we talk about dreams, we talk about the idea of a personal brand and tune in for the very end when I tell Pastor Joe a story that still traumatizes me a little bit today. Oh, I hope you enjoy it as much as part one. Here's part two. When, so you said for you, 13 was the point where, you know, you really felt God's purpose was revealed to you. And that happens for some people. I think, you know, for me, it was quite apparent that God wanted me to go into education. He may as well have, you know, whacked me over the head with it. And then when, I think when you discover aspects of the purpose that God wants for your life, you begin to dream about your life. And it's very easy to misinterpret where God is taking Mm. you on this journey. And I know with myself, um, you know, I've had dreams for myself in my career and my purpose. And then God asked me to do something that doesn't just line up with that very fixation a dream that I've got in my mind and often obedience really challenges that Mm. it really challenges Mm. who's in control have you ever had moments like that where you think god that that's not the dream oh absolutely (laughs) and and I think this is the thing though I do question though because and I look back on some of the things god's asked me to do it actually is the dream because we're so vague with this dream um god will have a way of interpreting or giving it to us that seems this but it actually will be fulfilled this way i like i mean my prayer and i i laugh now because i'm actually a big believer we do get what we ask for you know so you put your hand up go god i want to i want to be used i want to do more well here's responsibility that's what it looks like it doesn't look like glamorous it looks like responsibility you know i i remember going god i just want to have opportunities you know to preach and I travel to India is that glamorous no it's not glamorous but what an incredible opportunity so I think we actually do get what we ask for and I do believe God gives us the dreams and desires of our heart we've just had a filter on them and I think that's the thing so I think you have to take your filter off I remember you know I've always prayed I want to be in ministry I want to minister to people I want to do these things for you God and so when I'm in a conference one day and I feel God whisper to me, do women. And I just burst into tears. No, not women. Because, and this is the thing, our dreams are so associated to our experience. So you're only going to have a dream with something that maybe you've seen before or something you've experienced before. And so for me, when I said, God, I want to do ministry, I want to just, I want to do that around the world or whatever, I'm thinking as a youth pastor back then, and God's saying women, and I'm like, no, you didn't get it right, God. He actually did. My only frame of reference was my current experience. Wow. Which is really, you know, because you've seen someone do it, so you think that's my dream. Um, And it's interesting. So even walking that journey with women was horrific with me. You know, I'm just like, oh, youth, you just tell them what to do. It's like, women, I have to to build relationships. I haven't got the time for that. 
And yet, even when I remember at our previous church, that was such an incredible season that I would never have asked for, would never have dreamed for, but I did dream of ministry. I did dream of having opportunity. I did dream of that. And so I go, you know what? God actually does give you the dreams and desires of your heart. You've got to be careful of the filter and experience you see them through. You also touch on this in your piece, and it's very much in line with what you're saying, where you said that it is also quite easy to make purpose all about you, you know, and <laughs> often often in dreams as well, the dreams often become about us and what we experience and how we'll grow and what we'll do. Do you think that often we do become a bit too insular about purpose and about dreams yeah. and... And what I, am I going to get out well, and, of this? And I think this is, this is, we've got to understand, this is a new concept of thinking, you know, probably after the war, you know, post-war. It, it's a new way of thinking because even you look back in World War One, World War Two, even within Australia, you know, Vietnam, it was always about I serve my country. Um, I just can't imagine that same sort of spirit now. We have some people who do that, um, but... I had an uncle who was conscripted into the army. People would be protesting that now. It's a different thing. So I think we have to be very careful that we don't lose our Christian worldview, our Bible worldview, and confuse my dream and purpose with actually how God perceives it. It is always attached to others. Now, I probably didn't see that in my 20s. For me, it was about ministry, about me. And let's be really honest, you know, opportunities for me. Um, and even in the early days when we took on a church, a campus, it's like, right, what are we going to do? And it was even just amazing when we, we took on the Launceston campus, I hope the Launceston girls are listening, it, it was such a thing of how God had changed me and shaped my heart that I, I went into this understanding God has given us the heart of people and the weight that came with that. It wasn't about we're taking on a church, it was like we're taking on people. We're taking on their dreams, their desires. We're taking on their spiritual journey. We're taking on their marriages. We're taking on their families. Oh, God, help me be faithful and filled with your grace to deal with that. And I think that comes with maturity. And so I I think that we have to constantly get back. We probably need to rebuke each other a little bit as well. And that going, hello, are you serving God? You know, we die to ourselves, remember, daily. You know, it's dying to that and I think it's just that constant conviction going God I want whatever you want so look I've prayed prayers over my life God I want this and you know you laugh sometimes God I want a holiday house right on the beach just just I could go there anytime (laughs) for your glory of course (laughs) (laughs) and you laugh at that but I think at the end of the time I always pray this and that's why I love the Lord's prayer like your will be done you know your will be done And at the end of the day, if you can honestly say that in the midst of all the things we dream of and ask that, God, I am willing to come under what your will is for my life, you're not going to be frustrated. You're actually going to find joy because you can actually look back and go, all right, God, the way we went there wasn't really my purpose plan, but it wasn't yours. I just want your will. And I think that's as Christians... It's kind of like we have levels of Christianity these days. Well, there's one level I'm just saved or I'm just getting to heaven. And then there's true discipleship that actually sets about to go, you know what, I need to become more like Jesus. And, you know, for me, I can't just be saved and go to heaven. I actually want to grow to be more like him. And so I think that biblical worldview that I actually am called to die to myself at the end of the day, 
I doesn't matter if I became famous, if I what anything of those things is was God's purpose actually done through me? And yes, it is always attached to others, whether it's your child, whether it is your spouse, it actually doesn't matter. It's God's put you, if He's given you relationships, He's put you in a place that those other people are vital and important. So even like for people listening, if you go to connect group, don't go, oh, I just want to see what I'm going to get out of it. Even you're praising God, I just feel like someone needs to minister to me. We actually have to understand everything I do has to be about for God. Um, his will, his purpose would be established. It's so countercultural to where we're at, I feel. At the yes. moment, you know, <laughs> I feel like everything's about building a personal brand and how you portray yourself and what do you bring to the world that no one else does it's it's actually just become such a normal part of our vocab now you know and how we describe ourselves in a language it's so hard not to become insular about our purpose it is and I think that whole branding of who we are I mean you just look on Instagram and that sort of thing I actually believe a true part of revival, and I say this in like the Western, Mm. the affluent world, Mm. it will definitely be a big part of coming back to that, I die to who I am, I pick up the cross and I run for Jesus. And I think I preached years ago on this whole thing, I'm branded by God. There is actually a scripture that talks about I'm branded by God. And I actually believe it's going to be part of the revival that takes place. You know, like I go to India, you know, just last weekend, the passion there. Um, You know, they're not hung up on what brands you're wearing. It's about functionality. And, you know, obviously some people, there's wealth there, but I'm talking about average people. It's very different. And, you know, my constant struggle is how do I stay hungry for God when I'm absolutely stuffed full, you know, and that is a constant struggle. But I do think that is, I, it's a prayer of mine. Revival isn't going to be just revival seen in the past. It's actually going to be a heart revival where people actually go to you, God, surrender to you. It's not my opinions. It's not my dreams. It's not, you know, what I want. It's not about looking good. It's not about having the perfect image of church even. It's actually, God, I will do anything it takes to see who you are become a reality in our world. That, that's going to be revival for me, where we, each one of us in church particularly, you know, because we know better, um, we actually go, you know what, that's what it is. Now, the bonus is I get to serve God. I, and this is what I want to bring it back to this purpose thing of what is purpose. Purpose is where God breathes and it becomes purposeful because I'm sure the disciples didn't sit around talking about going, what's your dream for the future? How many nations do you want to preach in? Where, you know, how many followers do you want? It would not have been anything like that. It would have been, how do we take the cause of Christ further? How do we get the message out? And, and I think we've got to constantly come back to that because that actually is a true revival spirit. And yeah, you're right, it's countercultural. But even more, that's why we've actually got to fight for it. And, you know, I think even for us, leadership, for us, the challenge for us, particularly for Paul and I, is taking people where they don't want to go. And and not in a way that we're whipping people, but it's, come on, we want to speak to the God in you and lift you to a new level, a new way of thinking that isn't conditioned by the world, that actually is conditioned by the way God sees us and the calling on our lives. So, I keep bringing it back to purpose. There is purpose in changing a pooey bum. You know, there's purpose in caring for, you know, your aged parents, whatever it is. God can put purpose on it. Absolutely. 
Hey everybody, it's Nikki here just dropping in to let you know that the new edition of Favourite Magazine is out. The theme for this issue is purpose and we've got some incredible stories by some truly amazing women. They'll challenge you, they'll inspire you, we know you're going to love it. So grab one for you and a friend from either your local campus or online at icchurch.com. In, in the article you said that purpose is a lifetime pursuit of our Heavenly Father. On a practical basis, what does that look like day to day? Yeah. Um, first of all, it's a heart. It's a heart position, you know, because otherwise you can go through the motions of I read my Bible, I sang a worship song, I went to connect group, I did my journaling. And so, you know, it actually achieves nothing, absolutely nothing. You know, there's benefit in some of that, but, you know, not if your heart position isn't in the right place. So it has to be this whole thing of heart position to pursue God so you've got to have that now what does it look like for me it can be worship what all it is is actually putting yourself in God's world as opposed to this world and for every person that's different for me it's the word like I will just read the word even if I've read it countless times and you go oh my gosh that's so fresh that just popped out to me whereas you know for me Paul he has to walk and pray and he's so loud, and that's why I do worry <laughs> what the neighbours think. But anyway, he's not, you know, he gets out to nature and he begins to pray. So it's the positioning of the heart. Where, where are you aiming it for? If you're aiming it for God, you're going to actually find that. If you're just doing it because, oh, should, it's probably expected. Um, I'm a leader, it'd probably be awesome. So it always has to come down to, you know, it's like a kid when you tell them off and go, but I love you, mummy. And you go, yeah, that's not come from a good heart position. That's come from, there's consequences and, you know, but when that comes from a child and they just walk up to you and say, you go, oh, your heart is towards me. You know, and the word of God said, you know, David had a heart towards God. He said, what does that mean? I just think the positioning of it was, I want him, you know, I desire him. So the practicalities, yeah, they're important, but it's actually the heart evaluation even more so because what might lead me into that positioning of God is going to be different from someone else. You see, Paul can be in a conference and something comes alive. He's, he's actually an extrovert. He gets energised by that. For me, leave me alone in my room. I don't even have to have worship music on sometimes. Just give me the word and just a whisper from heaven. And it's like the heart, you know, it's kind of like a compass. you constantly got to see, am I pointing true north? And is there some magnetic field that's pulling it in the other direction? Well, then they're the things you've got to deal with because I really believe, oh, true north, that's right. It's a pursuit of God. And so for me, it's not the I did this to pursue God. I have a heart towards God. And I don't know if that makes sense. That makes so much sense because in my mind, all I'm remembering is all the times where I feel like I've been compelled by obligation because I'm a Christian over the desire to just pursue what God wants to do, you know, or just the desire to see him move in some way. But we get caught in, oh, well, I'm a Christian, therefore. Well, and I like to think of it, you know, and I think even more so, like I said, as I've got older, what is the prize? At the end of the day, if I could actually say, oh, wow, I've done it, you know, whatever this I've done is to measure myself by. Because what I find is you might fulfill one dream and it's like then God opens, oh, there's so much more. 
for me, it's what's the prize? And I guess at the end of the day, the prize is that, like the Apostle Paul said, that I would know him. That actually is the highest prize. And I always had this thing, this, not a fear, but this thing that I'll get to heaven and I'll have to go to the dummy class for knowing God because I didn't use my time here on earth to actually go, I'm going to discover you here. I and worry about that so much. So we're going to be in like foundations class. <laughs> God is this. And you go, oh my gosh, I want to be up there. I Along want to. with all the other people who did more. No, and it's not the doing more. I guess it's it's the pursuit. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's the thing. It's um, like when Paul pursued me, I knew he was pursuing me. Yeah. And he did it poor. He couldn't splash me with gifts. It wasn't even in just the things he did. I had no doubt that he was going after my heart and affection. And I kind of feel that's what God wants. I just want to know, is your heart towards me? Are you going after me? Yeah, there's busy days. Yeah, there's days you can't get out of bed. Yeah, there's days you're confused or you're actually sad. But at the end of the day, but God, but God, he is my prize. He is my joy. And I think for me, that's what drives me. It's not going a tick list of we achieved all our goals, even though that's fun. Um, It's the prize of Jesus. And if we could find that in this world, I think we'd have a lot more joy. We'd have a lot more peace. I get all emotional about it. But, you know, and that's one thing I want people to find. Everyone can have that purpose, absolutely, that we could go on a lifelong pursuit of actually finding him and he reveals himself and it's different and it's, there's layers and you go, oh my God, goodness God, how? You know, I can't even believe that of you. And you know, it's, yeah, anyway, it's just incredible. I could tell you my revelations. No, I love that. (laughs) And I think I'm in my twenties and I think that it's often, I look at my life and I think, God, I haven't got enough time. I haven't got enough time to do everything. I haven't got enough time Says to Mary do everything. Says Marion to a 47-year-old woman. <laughs> Let's not go there today. <laughs> but, you know, it's more what I want and not what God wants. And that's so, yeah, that's yeah. so where the heart needs to be. And, and I'm all for praying, you know, yeah. your dreams. I'm all yeah. for praying your desires. But I kind of think if God made me, coming back to that, he's the author he probably knows how I'm going to be fulfilled in life too. He's not surprised. But I think it's at the end of the day, but Lord, I just want what you want. I, and I, I always have this thing, will I pray prayers that are so small God will give them to me? Or that's why I was like, God, but you know I want your will because I don't want to hold back anything. You know, I have my kids, I go, I'm going to pray what I think they need, but God, oh man, I just want your will to be done because going to be way better than what I could ever pray and so I think that's what I mean it's a heart positioning as opposed to the things we can actually do to get there and if you always have a compass of your heart is pointed toward the pursuit of God even when it gets dragged you'll be fine you'll absolutely be fine what is the one thing that you want us to take away about purpose there is purpose in your today Mm. And I think that is the really big thing. And I want a church filled with women because mm. we're talking to women. And I know men will listen, so we can include Josh them plans to listen. Josh and Paul will have to listen. I think my dad will too. <laughs> they all will. They'll they love will. it. They, they love <laughs> it. Even if it's forced down that's their throats, right. they will love it. <laughs> there, there is purpose in your today because I want a church that's mobilized to wake up every morning and go, I have a purpose today. 
You know, it's not just a dream for the future. I want our teachers to walk into the classroom going, I have, I'm on a mission today. I have purpose. I want our mums who are stuck at home cleaning up the toys for the millionth time going, you know what, I have a purpose today. God, even just give me one way to just train up my child in the way that they should go. You know, if you're doing admin, declare there's purpose over it today. And I think that's the biggest thing. If we can be a church that goes, we have purpose so attached to us. And it's not for the future. It's absolutely for now. I actually believe we can impact a city when you have purposeful people, um, not for their purposes, but for kingdom purpose. And we've always got to bring it back to that. We can be the best teacher, the best business person, the best artist. But I think for us to be truly successful, we've just got to go, God, it's for your glory. Now, I've got no problem earning money from the gifts that God's given us. But it's always going to, you know, for kingdom purpose, it's always going to be a foundational thing in life. So I'm going to tell everyone again, purpose for today, ask God for it. Even if you don't feel it, even if you think it's mundane, just go, God, you can make it purposeful. Um, and that's what God is so good at doing. Can I tell you a story? Yes, I'd love a story. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm going to put this in, but I was remembering um, when you were talking about obedience and stepping out because God told you to do something. One of my very first ever prophetic words was given to you, Pastor Joe. I don't know if you remember I that. I do. I was so terrified. I do, actually. And it was right after you told me, there's a prophetic gift on your life. Right, give me a word. And I was like, it's another way you can release purpose in someone's life. Just it's, do it now. Just tell someone to do it. Aww. And I remember I cried on the way home because I was like, God, why? Why did it have to be past it? Oh, no, that is awesome. It was so horrifying no. at the time. But, but, you know, I think but that's it. it. Fun, you did it. You said yes. <laughs> yeah. I made you. But anyway. <laughs> say though that it was no fun. and yeah no that's cool I do absolutely remember it's that hilarious. no it's not hilarious it's awesome <laughs> you're awesome no. I think we're gonna wrap up there is there anything else that you wanted to say no I just very excited Marion that you actually because I mean this is part of your purpose as well and I think um it, it's funny how God gives you an inquisitive mind um, and I think that's channeling those things that actually could be now a blessing for others rather than sitting there and pondering the mysteries of life that actually will only Which frustrate I you. Do a lot. I know, but <laughs> at least you're using this for a good reason. Yes. And I love that. I love that yeah. gifts and purpose yeah. are very uh, linked. Um, and I'm really excited to see where this goes. We have some incredible people whose story absolutely needs to be told. I kind of think mine is like, lesser to some of those people and i'm really excited that you're taking this on and so girls get behind it share it let everyone know um what we're actually doing it's not about selling anything we're not selling anything are we no <laughs> um but it's actually about really releasing i think even just that community at a whole nother level just authenticity as well so good job thank you so much for being here awesome thank you well, thanks for listening today to our favourite friends podcast. Don't forget to share it, but also why don't you subscribe? We look forward to doing this journey with you. We'll see you next time.